Hi, welcome to the Career Refresh Podcast. I'm your host, Jill Griffin. I'm a former media and marketing executive turned career strategist and executive coach. I spent my career working my way up and through the ranks of global organizations and startups. And today I show others how to do the same. Join me each week as we discuss the strategies and actionable steps to leverage your strengths, increase your confidence, and develop your career well-being. Ready? Let's do it. Hey, friends. I'm glad that you are here. I still have the remaining dregs of COVID, so you may hear my voice sounds a little bit different, but I'm doing great. And uh, I wanted to get back and talk about friends this week. Many of us have been fortunate enough to have friends in our workplace. There's something like 75% of Americans say that they've made at least one friend through work. There's also a stat that says that one in three relationships, and we mean romantic relationships or marriages, have resulted from office relationships. So, okay, maybe not a friend per se, but <laughs> or more like a friend with benefits. I always think it's interesting when I hear that now to say like, okay, so the working from home trend, what, how is this going to shape? What's, what, where is this going to go? Where are those connections now going to be made? Um, super interesting. And then I read a recent National Society of High School Scholars survey, which was more than 11,000 high school students and college age Gen Zers said that only 23% of them said that remote work was important. And the main reason was because they feel like they're missing out on friendships, important networking and career development opportunities, and they want to build these lasting relationships. All right. So friendships, we get it. It's important. And you probably learned this from Sesame Street. And some of my greatest friendships have developed from the workplace, from camaraderie to guidance, from strategic sparring partners to, you know, <laughs> cube mates who helped me blow off steam after a long day or a big win, or sharing important information that was never going to be put in a company memo. Sometimes they also helped me fix some whacked thinking or rethinking about a situation. Workplace friends are vital. And workplace relationships can be sculpted to transcend just the office relationship, and they can become lifelong friends. In July of 2022, Emma Goldberg wrote a great piece for the New York Times about the magic of those first workplace friends. And it was such a warming read because it reminds me of some of those beautiful relationships I made early on. I'm going to put the link to that in the show notes. However, when does someone transcend from being a workplace friend to an actual all the time, I got your back, ride or die friend? And that's what I want to talk about today. So most people assume that workplace friendships lead to positive organizational and personal outcomes because, again, they drive connection, culture, morale, and output. And what we often don't talk about is when a workplace starts to feel like high school, like high school drama, where there's competition and back-channeling and gossip and betrayal, and there's so much of it that that would make your head spin. And yeah, we would call that toxic, but you may want to consider you know, transferring out of that department or leaving the company. But realistically, not everyone can do that. And if you can do it, it still makes some take some time before it's possible for you to get into a new department. So what do you do when you're in the waiting game, which I call the hallway? Well, engaging in mutual self-disclosure creates a feeling of bonding and quick friendship. 
You're standing up a team, you're working intensely, moving fast, and there's a lot of information coming at you. Having a team where you can cross-share nuanced information can be vital to everyone's success. And I'm guessing you've been there. Late night confessions can create a sense of intimacy, the feeling of like we're all in this together. And there's a concept called the social exchange theory. And that theory is based on the notion that a relationship between two people is created through a cost benefit analysis process. I know, right? Bringing in a little cost benefit here. It's the risk reward, the give and take, that cost benefit. And recently a client shared an unfortunate experience and I have their permission to talk about this scenario because they wanted their experience to be shared in hopes that it would help someone else. They had a workplace friend, and I put that friend in quotes, that shared that they had shared some information with this work friend via text. They did this through their personal cell phones, not their professional cell phones or on any workplace apps. And my client shared information that was ultimately used against them. Within a week or two of sharing this information in this exchange, my client was fired. And in the firing, it was quoted and the exact words that they use within this text exchange were used in the actual firing. And it's an awful, awful lesson to learn. It's hard, but it's an important one nonetheless. Because being in the trenches with someone does not make you friends. There's camaraderie and then there's friendship. And look, only you get to decide what your criteria for friendship is. So I thought it might be interesting to remind everyone, including myself, what is not a friend. (laughs) So here's a list of things that do not equate to your friend. If they only call you or reach out because they want something, right? That's that social exchange theory. If the conversation is never equal and you find that you're the one sharing much higher stakes information, both personal and professional, they ain't your friend. If they take the piss out of you, right? If you find that you are the butt of the jokes, sometimes just a little too often. If you have a bad feeling or a vulnerability hangover every time you're with them. If you find that they're starting to feel competitive against you, which may be obvious, but it also may be subtle or stealthy. If they don't celebrate your wins or when you get a win, they're kind of like, oh yeah, great. They're kind of dismissive or they, they don't really have the energy of what you would think would be the way they celebrate a particular victory or win. The relationship feels conditional or it's only active when you hold the information currency. They bail on you or they don't hang out with you at all during uh, after work outings. They've used your secrets against you and they often use it for their own social clout. Again, it may be hard to figure that out, but you start to get the sense of that. And there's always gossiping or drama. So until the person meets the criteria that you deem squarely puts them into the friend zone, you need to keep personal and confidential information confidential or only share with others what you want in the town square. And look, around gossip, don't do it. I know it can feel juicy. We're social creatures. We are hardwired for connection. And gossip is often viewed as a cultural learning, right? It's where we learn what's socially acceptable and culturally acceptable within our organization and what's not. But talking about colleagues and possessing secret information about another person gives you a false sense of power. And we know that karma can be a bee. So when you spread it about others, at some point, it is going to be spread about you. And if you're not okay with it, don't engage don't stay in the chat. 
leave the water cooler conversation, leave the table, leave the bar, or you know what, pick up your phone, go back to your work. Don't engage. Early on in my career, I was out for drinks with colleagues and I left because, you know, I need to sleep. (laughs) And the next day I found out that they had engaged in a verbal takedown of the company leadership. And there was someone there who overheard them and told the CEO. And the next day I came into the office and they were all fired. So you want to really be thinking about, again, what you are saying in public in the town square. And don't use last names. It's one of my big personal pet peeves that people are in public using last names or they're sharing confidential information in public. I can't tell you how many times I have read confidential report or business plans on planes in the airport. If any of you are in New York, the Marine Air Terminal, I mean, it would be like a bevy of people talking about first names and last names and you know who they're meeting with and clients flying out from New York to either Boston, Chicago, um, or DC. And you know those. So people are sloppy. Don't be that person. Don't be dumb. (laughs) All right. That's not about workplace friends, but it does connect to gossip and well, heck it fit within this conversation. So just a little friendly reminder. All right, my friends, I wanted to tell you also about a new program that I am launching called the Career Accelerated Group Coaching Experience. You know, basically I built this based on what I wished I had when I was in leadership positions and I was equally eager to dive into personal development. You know, I crave this sort of spiritual or universal connection, and I didn't feel like many of the communities I found that I could be part of because I was too corporate and they felt a little too woo. And I firmly believe that in order to build on universal wisdom and to take that wisdom to, you know, lead teams, lead projects, have creativity, make money, create an impact, there was a way of attaching in, tapping into that higher consciousness. So if you're interested and you're looking for a way to tap into your own higher consciousness to help you really focus, create uh, the best decisions for you, be super creative, I'm going to drop a link in the show notes to give you the information to get on the list because the program is going to be starting soon and I'd love to have you there. All right, friends, as always, here is to possibility and I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to the Career Refresh Podcast. If you're enjoying this and you want more information, go to my website, jillgriffincoaching.com. There you can find information on how to work with me one-on-one or my group programs, or even bring me into your workplace. I'll put the link to my website in the show notes. But hey, listen, before you go, do me a favor, rate and review this podcast because it definitely helps me get the word out to people everywhere so that they can also thrive in the workplace. All right, friends, I appreciate you. I'll see you soon.